Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. Joe and Jen, what's up, players? What is happening, Jen? Anything exciting this week? Um, No, which is no. kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ghosty happened. Well, you got to have a day or some day off, you know. One thing happened. Huh. I forgot. Oh. So I came home the other day and, you know, I have parakeet, right? So I have this really Yes, cute, I know you do. His name is... Liberace, but he goes by Bird Bird, and his stick was in the middle of the living room floor. Now, he weighs like five ounces. There's no way he could have pushed that out of the cage and that far away from his cage. I don't know. Maybe it got caught in my shirt or something, but it was just very odd. Ghost stick. Ghost birds. <laughs> he, I guess he... Does get out of the cage somehow. <laughs> Just ask Mama Lou. Yeah. She birds it for me. Turn around, he's out of the cage. And his cage was closed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he went through the bars. Magic. <laughs> his name is Liberace Houdini. Houdini, yeah. <laughs> Short Ridge the Third. But anyway. But we had a chance, as you knew from last week, we had a chance to go to Ohio State Reformatory for Parasycon. And. I, I love that show. It's it always was great. a great show. Very good. Next year, we are getting a house instead of staying in a hotel because we had the hotel from hell. Oh, And I yes. still haven't heard from them. I sent them a letter uh, demanding my money back because of all the stuff that everybody had to put up with. You should have mailed them the crack bag back. I took pictures of it, but <laughs> yeah, there was a crack bag in the stairway. Uh, the window was busted, stuck open. The tub looked like it has been cleaned in 50 years could you imagine some of these old prisons and psych wards that we go to remember how the tubs always look that's what our tub in the hotel looked like terrible Terrible. the doors didn't have locks on them (laughs) there was just a whole (laughs) bunch of other stuff and we did record a segment with Rhonda and Nadine yes and I think I'm gonna throw that in a show it's I was hoping it'd be really funny, but it's not really funny. It's just it was sad, sad <laughs> stuff that happened to us. So I might throw that in a show. Just tales to, from yeah. podcasting. <laughs> but like I said, we had a chance to get up and uh, actually talk to Brian Cano again. Yeah, we talked to Beth Daring, Brian Cano, and the girls from Not Afraid Paranormal Podcast. Yeah, podcast. You guys got to check out. I did get a chance to listen to a few of their episodes, and they're really good. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they're on our show, and hopefully they'll invite us on theirs. <laughs> Definitely. It was interesting because Sydney from Not Afraid Paranormal Podcast was a, ho- a um, tour guide yeah. through the Ohio State Reformatory. So she had uh, just been there with her podcast, not you know working for the reformatory, but... You know, she has all the background information on that place, which yeah, is she tells amazing. Us a few good things in the interview. Yeah, you guys wait to hear that. It's interesting because they do an, their podcast, Sydney and Jennifer, are in two different cities. So they do it via like Skype or whatever mm-hmm. and put it out on YouTube and as a podcast. Yeah. So two ways to watch and listen. Definitely. And we also got a chance to catch up with Brian Cano and Beth Deering about their new Post Town Paranormal 
Academy, which is going on in Post Town. If you guys have not been to that um, elementary school, it's um, open for ghost hunts, and they are doing, you know, like a long weekend seminar uh, school training there of, you know, investigating new ways to investigate different um, activities where you're doing kind of classroom work and then hands-on work. Yeah. Um, investigating, which is really cool. And then as you guys know, Brian Cano from the TV show Caught on Camera. Yep, Paranormal Caught on Camera. And I want to apologize to Brian and Beth because during the interview, I was zoning out. I don't know what the deal was. It was weird. Like, I I... totally blanked out. Some girl walked by and, like, I just, like, my whole brain just shut down. I don't know. Maybe somebody was draining it. Maybe the prisoners were draining our energy. Something. I mean, I literally was zoning out. I mean, there was times where I think Beth was talking and you mentioned to me, okay, and Joe, what did you think of that? And I was like, what? I didn't even <laughs> know what she said, but thank God for editing because the interview turned out great. So, Well, we were very tired from not getting any sleep from the horror, the hotel of horrors. The hotel of horrors. Oh, beyond. <laughs> I'm still traumatized. I think I have PTSD. I still haven't never heard back from the hotel. Hotel that's under five stars again. Quality in, everybody. Quality in in or Mansfield. Do not stay at the Quality Inn in Mansfield. I haven't posted my review yet because I wanted to find out what they said. That way I can say, well, I never heard from them or they helped out. But word of warning, if you go to Mansfield to go to the prison, do not stay at the Quality Inn. (laughs) We ended up going over to the Super 8 and they welcomed us with open arms. They were like, come over. We got a room for you. Once they found out where we were staying. And we had stayed there before and they had remodeled. So we had a very nice room. It was very nice. So let's get into the interviews. Um, first up, we have Jennifer and Cindy from Not Afraid Paranormal Podcast. All right. Coming to you from Mansfield, Ohio at the Ohio State Reformatory Parasitecon 2022, we have Cindy and Jennifer with Not Afraid Paranormal Podcast. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. Yeah, fellow so podcasters. We love having fellow podcasters on our show. like to uh, understand... What made you want to start a paranormal podcast? Actually, Sydney started it in 2020, and I joined her last year in November. So she'll have to... So I started the podcast, obviously, during the pandemic, where I had a lot more time on my hand. But I've always had an interest in the paranormal, and I used to work at the reformatory, actually, and give some of the ghost hunts and ghost walks. And then when I moved to South Carolina, I wasn't doing that anymore. I joined a paranormal team down there, but that wasn't enough because I was used to doing it four or five days a week. And so I kind of missed that. And so I decided, you know, hey, let's try something new. And I just really enjoyed it. It was a nice, fun hobby, something that I could do on my own. It was cheap. It was easy. And then... Um, just like my brother, Joe. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> something I had complete control over. So I just, I enjoyed that about it. Tell me about your journey into the paranormal. What made you want to, you know, like you said, do the ghost hunts or um, work for a, an amazing building like this? So my journey began when I was young. My dad and I used to watch the original Ghost Hunters. Mm -hmm. And I used to come home after my basketball games in middle school and looked forward to watching that with him and telling about how the game went. So it's really personal for me and a connection with my dad. And then after I got the job here, I developed more of an interest in it. They finally let me do walks and hunts. 
and I just loved it. I loved not only ghost hunting, that's fun, but for me, I love the teaching aspect. And so that's why our podcast ends up being educational, because I used to do the hunts where I would show them about the different tools and say, hey, this is what this is, this is how it works, this is why people like it, this is why people don't. And I just love that aspect of helping educate other people about the paranormal and how things work. And what about your journey, Jennifer? What, what made you get interested in the paranormal? It started as far back as I can remember. I did not have a certain experience or anything like a lot of people do. When I, I can remember being in middle school, the book, looking and going to the library. Yeah. The, what I was interested in, paranormal, ghosts, anything that had to Loch do. Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I, I, it was inborn. That's what I tell people. I was born with it. I love it. I know there's something else out there. So it took me, I've always been interested in when I was living in North Carolina. Really not too many teams that I could find and my friends didn't believe in it. So once I moved to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, I found the team um, South Carolina Paranormal mm-hmm. and joined them in 2015 officially started officially started investigating then and that's when I met Sydney joined the team later and I met her so it's just been a, it's passion oh, I want to learn any and everything I've been doing it for so anything I can do to further learn experience help people to understand is this your first time here in this building yes it is oh. what is your impression it's marvelous how <laughs> I want to investigate here so bad. <laughs> no, had you seen it on television before oh, yeah. you got here? Oh, yeah. And um, well, you're just like mind blown just being able to come in and see how tall the the stacks are and the cells. And how beautiful it is. Yeah. I mean, it is just blows your mind to see, like you said, the the sails and how far up they go and just how well it's been taken care of and the big columns and the castle looking. I said. I live her. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it blew my mind when I found out okay. that the wardens all that all lived here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like with their families and everything. Yep. I just can't imagine raising your family in this environment. Uh-huh. Mm, that's true. Around all them people. And the kids probably just were like, yeah, we're going to play in the yard. No, play in the front yard. Don't play in the back <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Now, for all the time that you had uh, worked here, was there anything that really, um, let's see, one, scared you, and two, you were always drawn? What area were you always drawn to? So nothing scared me because we're not afraid, right? Okay. Um, there you go. <laughs> a good answer. But good answer. there have been some times where I've been a little creeped out for sure, so mm-hmm. spooked, uh, spooked out a little bit. And I would have two areas that I was always drawn to, and one is solitary confinement, Mm -hmm. and the other is the attic, because I've had the most experiences in both of those locations. Now, it was first solitary, and I spent a lot of time there. Then it kind of died off. Um, I've seen some shadow figures in solitary, had almost every piece of equipment you could think of work in solitary, and then that started to die off. So then I started going to the attic, because everybody said, go to the attic. And I learned that you could sit at the attic any time of day or night, and you will always experience something. Guaranteed, on cue, we'll always have something happen to it. So we've seen some shadow figures up there. Again, lots of pieces of equipment work, heard footsteps. That's really frequent. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of luck with the laser grid in both areas. So, Why would the attic be so active? So that's where they housed inmates after the Ohio Penn fire. There was a great big fire at Mm -hmm. the Ohio State Penn. And they were out of room at the time, so they shoved them all in the attic because oh. we were overcrowded. And so 
Um, a lot of those ended up in there. And then if you've been to the attic, you know that there's not cells. It would have just been bunk housing, so they weren't locked up. Yeah. And these are federal or state penitentiary inmates. So not a good situation. Yeah. They don't really know what happened there, but not good. Yeah. And so one of the common things up there is smelling smoke. Oh. I mean, you think these okay. guys came in, think if you're at a campfire for 10 minutes. Wow. And you go in and you reek. Well, you bring 100 guys in who just were in one of the worst fires in state history. Yeah. That's going to leave some sort of residual sense in there. That's interesting. Now, I, I had a personal experience in there in 2009, and I had a lady next to me. The energy was so strong. Chip Coffee was in there. Aaron Goodwin was in there. We were all in there. This lady next to me. The, people were dropping like flies. Like, the energy was being drained out. I had to catch this lady, and she was a big girl. And I literally had to lay her on the floor because she was so out. And people were just like, we got to get out of here. It was, the energy was so strong. Wow. That it was just draining people. Wow. It was crazy. Wow. We, were, it was, we were talking to people today, and they say that down in the solitary today, they were getting all kinds of activity. Really? Seriously. Mm -hmm. hmm. I, I haven't had a chance to walk around, but I do want to at least take a tour before I have to fly back home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have got to get down to solitary. And then the sub-basement, yeah. the basement yep. under solitary, that place is really gives you the creep creep factor, too. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. Done. No, I don't get a lot of paranormal activity, just mostly just chill. The heebie-jeebies, yeah. yeah. right? <laughs> you just don't want to be there. Now, had you ever been in the building by yourself, completely by yourself, or uh -uh. were you always with somebody? So... I wasn't the only one in the building, but I was the only one in that part of the building because, okay. you know, if I'm the first one here in the morning, I got to turn the lights on. Right. And if I'm the last one at night, you know, we split up and we go and turn the lights off. So okay. there's been many a time. I've probably had more experiences in the day than I did at night just really? because you're by yourself. You know that nobody's around you. And yeah. so you'd hear footsteps, you'd hear keys jingling, and you're the only one in solitary. You can find turning the lights on. So yeah. guess what? <laughs> I would pee my pants if I heard some keys jingling yeah. <laughs> I was here by myself no but it, you know it's just a you know so unique this this structure and it for to still be standing because you know many of these old structures they demolish and they put the new jails in and you know we're really fortunate that this is still around and doing conventions and you guys coming to the conventions being vendors you know, is what helps support keeping the lights on, keeping the roof on, keeping yeah. volunteers coming back. You know, it's it's just an amazing time, and we hope, you know, all our listeners next year come out and see yes. all of us. Yes, please uh, do. But tell us, you know, what's going on down in South Carolina? Like, what's the spookiness that's <laughs> happening down there? Unfortunately, there's not too much, especially around the Myrtle Beach area. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you have Charleston. But here's the thing with some of the places down south. Mm -hmm. They tend to tear down some of the buildings and put up malls or whatever. Um, you have Old Charleston City Jail. I've been there. Um, but most of the places, such as Ohio State Reformatory, you just don't find. Yeah. Or either they won't, if, they, if, if it has shut down, like a couple of the asylums, they've either converted it into apartment buildings or they just will not allow any type of investigation due to um, the former patients, their mm -hmm. respect, yeah. and whatnot. So not, honestly, it is terrible to say, but most of the things that, places you can go, the real old history, 
it's further up north and northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I've been searching, you know, doing yeah. lots, because as being the paranormal team as well, looking for locations and trying to find places that are not as well known. Yeah. Do you guys get any residential calls? Help people that may have activity in their houses? Not at this time. Our, the, our paranormal team is fairly new. We started out with the podcast, and then we decided to start our. Uh, I was previously with the other team, okay. or, or at which it was a group with about 37 members. And oh, yes, wow. we that's all they did. Oh, okay. Was house calls. Um, we are partner teams with Great State Paranormal, and they do take calls. And, and being that she's here in Ohio, and he's in North Carolina, and I'm in South Carolina, she really is not able to go. Yeah. So um, I'll go help them, you know, on occasion when he needs help. But at this time, actually. We've thrown it up in the air, but we haven't really come to a final conclusion if we're going to. But yes, if someone needs help, like next weekend, I'm going in. Is not afraid. A friend yeah. of mine just moved into a house. Lots of activity. Wow. <laughs> Her husband won't even go outside by himself now. Really? They've had, and she's freaked oh, out. Oh man, so. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I always wonder too, like when you do have an historical location, or um, a building, or any type of structure that has had haunted activity and they tear it down where the spirits go exactly yeah you know do they stay there and occupy the same space or do they just move on do they try to attach themselves to somebody and go along with them because you know like if this place crumbled to the ground knock on wood is never going to happen but where would all these spirits go yeah. exactly that, that is something you know it, are they trapped at the land yeah are they trapped and I don't want to say, I shouldn't say trapped, but are they stuck at the land until something else comes available? Or do they go to the wherever the pieces of the building go? Yeah. Or do they go into the light? Thanks mm-hmm. for a good podcast. Yeah. Yes, it Absolutely. does. <laughs> so we like to ask the questions, like that get think people thinking, like what if, where if, you know, how come? I did want to ask you a question since you worked here uh-huh. and you have all the knowledge. <laughs> Where is the where were the prisoners buried that passed away here? Because we were looking around outside and we were like, where was the graveyard? So there's a cemetery on site, and the only way you can see it is if you're up on the top floor in the original hospital or the guard tower. Okay. And it's out. It's kind of to the left of this prison, right behind us, and it's mm-hmm. in between the other prison on the other side. It's very very faint. You can't see it in the summer because the trees grow up. Okay. Uh, but it's right by the railroad tracks. There's just over 200 and some graves there, if oh. I recall correctly. And those were only the bodies of the unclaimed. Okay. So if you died in prison and you weren't claimed, you got buried there. Oh, okay. But most of them, a family or a friend, would claim their bodies okay. and take them and cremate them or bury them I just wondered because, like, I, you know, I was just yeah. looking out and I was like, I don't see it anywhere. And I heard that there was one. But how do you act? I don't want, you don't have to tell me. We'll tell like off air how we how you get there, right? If you can, you can't because yeah. it is still state property. That's what I, was say. I gotcha. And, uh, both of these prisons are still supposedly Active. using it, from what I've been told. I don't okay. think they do a lot of burials there, but yeah, um, yeah you can't get there. That's interesting, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, like we were wondering about that, and then we were also wondering, were there female prisoners here at any time? Do you know? That is a good question. So this was a male prison, so no. Um, we did have death row for a short period of time, but to my knowledge, I don't think there were any here. Okay. Um, and if there happened to be, they weren't for any significant period of time because this was always a male prison. Okay. All right. Now, do you know approximately how many people perished in this building? 
We do not. Okay. Um, the only thing we know is that at least 200, okay. and we know that because there's at least 200 buried in the cemetery. Yeah. Right. Um, I but gotcha. I, if this is just a guess, mm-hmm. I would assume that there's at least double that because you got to assume if 200 died and were yeah. claimed, there was probably at least 200 that died and were claimed. We, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know an exact number on that. Did you ever see any apparitions or full body apparitions when you're here? Shadow figures. I would call them more of a shadow figure. I saw one guy in solitary confinement one time when I was with the group. We were just I was just talking to him about, hey, you know, this is what's going on in solitary. I had my laser grid set up and saw something walk from right to left wow. at the very end of the block. And then he proceeded to talk to him, and he was turning the, the laser grid on and off, oh, which was super cool. Very cool. And then shadow figures all day up in the attic. We love that. I yeah. can't wait. I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to get a little around the building here afterwards, but I'm uh, looking forward to going down to solitary because it never disappoints. It's just one of the spookiest places here. It is. I saw a lady get her gold bracelet ripped off her arm, and it went flying wow. out the cell. Wow. When a certain somebody was provoking, yeah. I won't mention no, his name, oh. but it rhy- r- rhymes with Lagan. <laughs> oh, wow. With the haunted, he's got the haunted hair. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, um, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, we just have this great love for this building. And I think, you know, it's, it's near and dear to so many people's hearts. And they keep coming back every year after yeah. year. We see a lot of. People we've seen many times at the convention because they just, they, like, I can't stay away. I can't stay away from this place. It calls to me. I have to come back. Let's yeah. just say that TV does not do it justice. No, not Pictures at all. Pictures does not do it justice. I, I was amazed. It's just beautiful. To be a prison is beautiful. It's yeah. just gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, the craftsmanship yep. of, you know, you don't find this in any, you know, these modern bu- buildings, you know, the detail of the floor, the wood carving, or the... The stonework, or the you know, the, like the shape of these rounded windows. Yeah, yes. or the up it's, in the chapel when, I mean, it's kind of dilapidated now, but when it was in use, it was beautiful. Yeah. And you go to the prison behind us here, it's all square block. Right. You know. Yeah. But we want to thank you for stopping by. Yes. Um, before we let you go, though, you got to tell us about your podcast, where it's available, and what people expect when they tune in. So I'll let Jennifer tell you a little bit about it. Okay, basically. We like to interview experts in the field. Not that we believe that anyone can be true experts in the field, but paranormal is such so widespread. There's so much that we don't know. So even though we've been investigating a long time, there's still so much we want to learn. I mean, we interview people that Bigfoot, cryptids, aliens. Um, we did Bloody Mary oh, okay. with voodoo, New Orleans voodoo. Mm-hmm. We've done... Um, Witchcraft. Witchcraft. We did Patty Negri. So anyone that we can learn from, and we also want to educate the public as well, because those that are really not able to investigate mm-hmm. or those that are really just starting to give us some kind of idea, you know, and to-dos and to-not-to-dos. Right. You know, so <laughs> The right way to do it. And have a show on how use of the equipment, what type of use of equipment, because you know, there's not a lot out there, you know, especially if you're new to it. But there's so much to learn. So Always. in vortexes, ley lines, how that all, the same question you just asked, where do they go when the building's torn down? You know, that's a good question. You know, why things are attached to certain objects? Are they actually attached to an object? Or are they able to roam free? Right. You know, so just mm-hmm. to educate people as well as ourselves. So it's a little different than some because 
it's learning experience. I think every podcast, people are like, oh, I listen to Paranormal Podcasts, but every podcast has something new to learn. Yes. You're always going to yes. have something different, something unique. And a, a learning experience, which exactly. I, that's like, we love, we love it. We love talking to new podcasts. Where can people listen to your podcast at? So we are available on YouTube if you want the video footage, because all of our videos are recorded from a distance because we don't live in the same state. <laughs> so we will post that video recording on YouTube and then anywhere you listen to podcasts. So right. we've got Spotify's our big one, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google, Apple, you name it. Great. You should be able to find us. Yeah. Uh, Wonderful. Well, we wish you guys the best of luck with your podcast. And when you hit your 308th episode, like we have this week, you guys got to come back on the show. Well, that sounds Yeah, wonderful. we'll definitely have you on the show for yeah. a full interview. We'll do, we'll have talk, we'll have fun. Yeah. And sure. uh, we'll just have fun. That sounds good. Yeah, we have season three. We'll be coming out Great. this summer. Wonderful. We have a lot of really cool guests that are. And we got long yes. jobs, so awesome. a lot of cool topics, so make sure. Thank you for having us all. All right, thank you. Yeah, we can't you. wait to have, have our next, next show we do. Wonderful. Yes. All right. Great, Bye-bye. guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was awesome. Okay, now let's hear from Brian and Beth. And with us today, we have the amazing, the talented Brian Cano and Beth Daring. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. We have um, talked to Brian before on the show. Thank you. Brian and I share the same birthday. It's 222, everybody. Wish him happy birthday. And Beth, I've seen you at so many conventions, but we never got to talk. No, it's a pleasure to finally, booth to booth, we're right next door to one another. Yes. So I'm like, I'm taking advantage of this situation today. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a pleasure. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the Post Town Academy that you guys are going to be doing here. So the Post Town Paranormal Academy uh, was established actually in the fall of last year. Um, we're taking it a little bit more to a collegiate level of uh, 2022. We've already had spring semester, which was in March. We have summer semester coming up, which is in July. Then we have a fall semester in September and winter in December. And I, you know, tell people it's a combination of Hogwarts and and Dead Poets Society. It just has this very cool vibe. And I'm so blessed to work with Brian. He's become a dear friend and a mentor to me. And uh, we bring something very unique and very exclusive, is a good word to use, uh, for our students. Uh, we're both firm believers in less is more, so you get a lot of the one-on-one attention. We also have in-house the Newark Paranormal Society, where they bring their equipment. We have a monitor area set up where our students can actually watch the activity and, and learn hands-on. Uh, we have workshops available, lectures catered meals so it's all inclusive and and then brian brings a wealth of knowledge and his extensive background uh to the table and i'm gonna let him talk and let him hog in the the interview here no it's good i mean so much of what i do in the paranormal space is education based that when beth invited me out to post town last year and we did the first what was to become the Post Town Paranormal Academy, it just went so well and it felt so natural that there was a point in time where I was standing in the classroom. Now, the first one, we added a little kitsch to it in that we were wearing, I was wearing a 70s, 80s principal outfit. She was wearing uh, (laughs) this, this crazy fitness teacher outfit and, you know, we really had fun with it. But as I was standing there in the classroom, having written stuff on the board, having students in their chairs in front of me, really something clicked. I said, oh, wow, I can do this. This feels right. And since then, both of us have been committed to 
having a school atmosphere within the school, actually, and bringing people through the last two sessions we've had have just been so great, informative, and we feel that the people that come through there, they're paying attention in class. Yeah. <laughs> they will emerge better, more thoughtful, more resourceful paranormal investigators. What about this particular location is so special to house, house this academy in there? Well, I think the building itself, I've been to Post Town many, many times for various events, and the amount of paranormal people that have been through I feel we all leave a little bit of ourselves and our energy at each place we visit. And the caretaker, Daryl, who lives there, Daryl is just a sweetheart of a man. He is so welcoming that when we come, he welcomes us. We welcome the students. And what better place for a training ground, a proving ground almost, that we teach what we know, and then they could put it into action right then and there on the premises. Yeah, and I've been there a few times, and it's an amazing place. You know, and you just walk in, and you get the vibe of that the spirits are there. Yeah, and absolutely. to actually teach the stuff there and teach respectful stuff, that's yes. the important thing is respect yes. the spirits as if they're right in front of you, which they are. I had a really crazy experience. Brian had yet to arrive, and I, it was on uh, Friday morning I was setting up. We have... Uh, catered dinners we have catered meals everything's inclusive with their snacks and their supplies and so I was decorating the tables and uh, actually thought Daryl or his wife was outside the event center area that we were setting up for our dinner and there was a full-blown apparition standing by the front Uh door and I thought well she's just standing there waiting like on the school bus or something because I literally thought it was his wife and I looked again and it was gone in an instant amazing but one of the things I also love about post town is that for me it's the site of a true possession. And this I even write about in my new book, Grains of Sand. And we, I tell it often when we're at the Academy, but it's not what you think. On TV, everything is demonic. Everything yeah. is dark and negative. But this possession had to do with childlike energy. And because it was a school and children were in there, uh, you'll just have to come down and uh, hear the full story for yourselves in person. That's great. And congratulations on the new book, Yeah, everybody. Go When's that coming it. out? Uh, it came out this past February, February twenty second. Oh, really? Two thousand twenty-two. The, the twos somebody's... are in effect, and I mean, it's only been out for a couple of months. But yeah. I, I was just informed that I'm a finalist in the Next Generation Indie Book Award. So awesome. I guess I'm the first loser. But I'm, no, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy that I got recognized at all. That's amazing. Now, um, for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about your background, Beth? Sure, absolutely. I I was born with a gift. I'm a firm believer that it is genetic. My mom is very prophetic. Evidently, my great-grandfather was very, very prophetic as well. But um, I hid my gift for a long time because um, it was not accepted. You know, it was really looked down upon. It was taboo to even discuss, you know, having abilities. And I'm an only child and had no one to talk to but my quote-unquote imaginary friends Mm -hmm. and when I was going through my early teens they just started showing up out of nowhere my mom and dad I believe were Chip and Joanna Gaines before there was a Chip and Joanna Gaines (laughs) they bought and sold houses he was a realtor and she was an interior decorator and they would flip houses and weird things started happening at a very very young age I, I really believe I had my first experience about seven uh, when we went to Jenny Wade in oh, Gettysburg, yeah. you know, back when I was growing up, it was a 
historical building. Now mm -hmm. it's a haunted historical mm -hmm. building. Right. You didn't even talk about that stuff when I was a kid and growing up. And I would know things when we would go to these amazing historic places. I was brought up with history and culture and art and, and love history. And I'm also a firm believer without history, really, where would the paranormal be? And I, and I love combining the two. Those are my two loves, or, or learning about historic places and my, why are they haunted? And my abilities just grew and grew. And I work with law enforcement. I do cold case homicides and missing persons also. And I have a mental health background. You have to be crazy and be in this field at the same time, Amen, I guess, sister. right? Amen, right? So I, I also use my ability, and, and I work with a lot of uh, first responders, a lot of veterans that have a lot of survivor guilt, mm -hmm. and combine my gifts as well as my mental health background. Great. And then how did you and Brian meet? That's, we met at Brown, Brunella Cottage okay. when he was doing an investigation, and I've been a fan forever, and I thought, oh my gosh, he's coming to Ohio, I'm, I'm going to go, and it was immediate. We just clicked and came up with the concept about the academy, and I had written a proposal and handed it to him, and he's like, let's do this. I like our events to be immersive because you look at a landscape, and there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of good things, but a lot of it you don't have a sense on the level that some people are operating at and by standing out in the crowd I always felt and this is, goes back to my advertising days mm -hmm. in order to lead the pack you have to leave the pack behind yeah, exactly so when the world zigs I zag and Beth has been completely on board and right next to me in our zagging uh, <laughs> attempts uh, it's just the fact that right now during this interview we're sitting in Ohio State Reformatory, she can attest to the last time we were here together, I locked my attendees in cells and I didn't tell oh. them when they were getting released. And, <laughs> and I sprung this on them because again, we want to take expectations and flip them on their ears. But this is not just about thinking outside of the box for the sake of thinking outside of the box because don't forget, you want what's in the box as well. Yes. You want all the pieces, mm -hmm. but uh, we're trying to make it entertaining. We're trying to make it fun because that's probably the best way to learn. And that's the best way people keep retention is by having a good time. Mm -hmm. I think there's always something new to learn as well. You know, I think as investigators, we get kind of complacent of doing and using the same equipment all the time. Joe and I, as we talk to different people, we're always like, what is different that you're trying? What, what? new investigation method are you using and, and having this academy people are going to come out and find new and exciting ways to investigate something they didn't think about in a location that now let me ask is this a daytime thing are they coming every day or is it are they staying there Absolutely. It it's a two-day semester, oh, okay. and they live, eat, and breathe the academy. They check in Friday at 5 o'clock. We have dinner. For the summer um, semester, I'm going to be doing a gallery this time. We're kind of, Every time we kind of switch it up a little bit, we had a workshop with Newark Paranormal where spring semester they designed a piece of equipment, and they were able to take it home with them. So they really get that hands-on lab environment as well as being, you know, being oh, taught so about the equipment. And then how do I do it? Once I build it, what do I do with it, you know? 
So this time we both agreed let's do a gallery and experience a little bit more of the mediumship aspect of it, plus the investigations, plus the classes and the lectures that Brian will be doing and, and myself, and then have Newark Paranormal again. I think this time we kind of want to tap into, once I do have evidence, what do I do with it? How do I download it? How do I listen to an EVP? So we're going to be taking that, I think, to that next level. We're not wanting to go so advanced the next time that we lose everybody. But just kick it up a notch. So every semester will be different. What surprises you about this place, Brian? When you have um... you mean OSR? No, um, Post Town. Oh, Post Town. Yeah. Well, I, I can't say I'm necessarily surprised. But what thrills me is the fact that when people come, and it's funny they've got they've even made this into a motto: when you leave, you believe. And that's so true because so many people have had different experiences there that, again, pick any haunted location, pick any famous haunted location across the United States or across the world. People will tend to try to have the same experience that others have or what they've seen on TV. But Post Town, there's been such a myriad of experiences that run the full gamut of our paranormal experience that some people get touched, some people get, get pushed, some people feel happy, some people feel... Uh, elated that you can't say, well, this is the room where X happened because mm-hmm. it happens all over the school. Yeah. I was walking through the hallway and I turned a corner and there was a dog in the hallway. They have a uh, stuffed oh, yes. dog. <laughs> it scared I'm like, me. I was like, huh. <laughs> you never it's know. not paranormal. It's You never know what's stuffed. around the corner. Yeah. Right. And the, the other room with all the dolls in it. That's got some creep vibes going on. I'm in not that a room. fan of that room. I'm no. just putting it out there. Dolls, no, done, done. Brian didn't like our photo. No. <laughs> we showed him our creepy baby photo. <laughs> but anyways, what else is on the horizon for you, Brian? I know you have a new book out. You're traveling. You're doing conventions. You're here at OSR. You and it's Dustin a, are doing things. It's been a very busy 2022. My new book, Grains of Sand, is out. Uh, I'm doing a interesting partnership with Dustin Parry for a project we're calling Pathways, which is very much like a choose-your-own-adventure live event. Ooh, and people can fun. come. You are in control of the action that you see. There's video clips that take you through an investigation, but you have to choose. Do you go left? Do you go right? Do we go old school? Do we go with tech? And again, it's it's a bit of learning. Yeah. In between each segment, we show different things, and that's been going pretty well. And continuing is my History of the Paranormal mm-hmm. mobile exhibit, which is going to be appearing next month in Grafton, Ohio, at the Historic Grafton School, uh, with special guest Mike Ricksacker. Yeah. And still filming Paranormal Caught on Camera. We're filming season six right now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like yeah. there's a lot of things going on. I'm just thankful to that people keep participating and asking yeah. me to do interesting things. I, I see you all the time at different locations and different things going on. It's like, when do you sleep? Yeah, right. What's sleep? What yes. is that? We don't know. I have no idea. You can sleep at the haunted locations. Right. <laughs> no. We're not sleeping with ghosts. <laughs> but anyways, Beth, with your background, now you said you have helped with investigations for missing case, um, cold cases and missing Correct. people. When you do those type of investigations, are you 
generally like working direct with the family or are you just working with the law enforcement? That's a great question. If anybody is wanting to have a medium or someone with abilities become involved, I always tell them to go directly to law enforcement. I never have people personally reach out to me. I I try to stay as distant as I can, unfortunately, from the family at, at that point in time because I I definitely need to have a professional twist to it. I have to be asked by law enforcement to participate and I do work exclusively with law enforcement and oftentimes they will inform the family that we do have somebody coming on board to help us but more directly with law enforcement officers than the families in general. Yeah, and have you ever had a case where the outcome was positive, like maybe somebody was still alive and you were We have had cases, people wanting to quote-unquote ghost themselves, things like that have happened more recently, I would say within the last couple of years and versus, you know, even five, ten years ago. There's been several cases that have had positive, but not really positive for their family because they're wondering, why did they leave? Why did they abandon? Oftentimes it could be drug abuse. Oftentimes it could be situations where they were um, doing some shady things at a job, mm-hmm. you know, missing money, embezzling, things like that, and, and they just take off. But, you know, oftentimes it has been... Um, a definite death or a missing person. Yeah. Now, Beth, when you do that, do you sense something different? Uh, Because I know that you sense spirit. To me, I would think that you would not be sensing something. You'd be like, something is not right here. Is that how it feels? Or That's a great question. Every spirit is is, as unique as we are the living, in my opinion. Prime example, I'm working on a case right now. And um, Immediately, as soon as I was asked would I be interested in coming involved with this case, things started happening right then and there. Uh, I'm also an automatic writer, so if anybody comes to me for a private reading or a group session, um, a private reading normally is 20 pages already written before I even sit down with them. A group. Prime example, Landles, Mohican Castle. I've been there 22 times in four years, so I I love going there. It's very well received what I do there. I usually have a book written before I, I go to a venue like that because that's a, a larger gallery of a couple, 300 people. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave my notebook there and people will come by and look and take pictures of, that's me, this is this, oh, this is that. So the same scenario, the automatic writing comes in, I might smell a smell of their perfume. Uh, prime example, it's an unsolved case. Now 15 years, this, this woman has been brutally murdered. And as soon as I showed up on site, I smelled her perfume. And I did reach out to the family just to get a confirmation. and. Beth, that's what she wore. There's no way you would know that. I just got a cold chill as you asked me that, by the way. <laughs> All the way up my spine as we're talking. So. <laughs> yeah, I always wondered, like, when you come into a historically and famously haunted location like this, how does it affect you? Like, what do you do to protect yourself from all these spirits coming so around? So like, hey, I, I do annoy above. myself even before I do a phone reading, and I do a lot of phone readings um, from all over the world. Right now my privates are strictly phone. I, I will anoint myself, uh, and I and I know Brian uses you know his, his methods, and I anoint myself with holy oil or anointing oil or wa- holy water. I definitely um, sometimes will have um, you know a rosary or a crucifix or a cross with me, and I know, I know he does the same practice. You do. You have to be very cautious of what you you know are, are working with, and I tell people this is a field not to play with. You really better know what you're doing. You better trust the people that you're working with. Uh, I, and that's another thing that I admire about Brian. He's so knowledgeable. He doesn't provoke. I feel safe when I'm with him. 
and um, you know, thank God we've never had any instances, but that has not been the case before with other people that I've investigated with. And I, I will leave the premises. If I feel that I'm in an unsafe environment, it's like, I, I'm out of here. This is ridiculous what you're doing. You don't taunt. I've been attacked because of, of reasons like that wow. uh, many times. Wow, that's crazy. I always wonder too, because like, you know, we have a lot of people coming through. And I always wonder if people who have um, gifts and abilities sense when people come to their booths or to their tables, if there's anything attached to them, if they're they're bringing into these locations, you know, maybe something negative or something disturbing. Yes. So, like, you know, because you have that flow of people that come to your table and want to, you know, it's like they're bringing all that to absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> I yeah, worry absolutely. about, you know, you know, people with with sure. abilities. I'm like, oh, gosh, I hope nobody, you know. Sure, and, th- and that's why I do <laughs> even anoint myself before I even do a phone reading because I don't know what kind of lifestyle they have. I don't right. know what's going on behind closed doors, yeah. you know, what they're messing with. And I, I'm very much a, a believer in the spirit of attachment. And you let your guard down if you have a, an addiction of some sort or something like that, that you're more susceptible to getting things like that. And so absolutely. Do you work with anybody to detach I have. I do a lot of cleansings, mm-hmm. a lot of blessings of properties, uh, of, of businesses, of homes. Okay. And oftentimes there again, uh, I do kind of like a mental health survey before I even go in to a situation. Oftentimes, again, there's a situation going on where there might be abuse in the ho- household, drug issue, alcoholism, things like that. And again, you know, I kind of counsel them at the same time. So there's yeah. where I use my b- mm-hmm. mental health background as well as yeah. my abilities. Yeah. Now, Brian, have you ever had anybody reach out to you and want you to come and do like a, a personal investigation or cleansing or um, because you are a public figure, do you get a lot of people like, please come to my house, I have a ghost. Get this ghost out of here, Brian Cano. I think <laughs> these requests have died down a lot as the field changes and I've always been one who, when somebody reaches out to me and says, oh, I've got a problem, maybe you can come down. I said, look, you don't need me to come down. Investigation itself is the last yeah. step you get to. There's mm-hmm. so many different yes. steps to get to even before that. And that is literally when all other options have been exhausted. And my first piece of advice is always don't panic. Second, I always tell people, take domain of your home. This is your house. You make the rules. And more often than not, I would say 80% of the time, I never hear from them after that. Yeah. So either either they're ungrateful or <laughs> I gave them the wrong advice and things really went south and we don't hear back from them. But the requests I get these days because I'm on Paranormal Caught on Camera, Brian, I got a video. Can you look at this? Brian, yeah. I got a video. Can you look at this? Brian, well, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe in this, but hold on a second. I got a video yeah. to show you. Right, right. We always get, never told anybody but this, but yeah. <laughs> we hear that a lot. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that come to the conventions that this is their first time doing something like this. They've been afraid to tell anybody. Yes. They're afraid to express, you know, what they've been through or experienced. But they see the microphone, they're like, never told anybody about it. Yes. I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> and we love it. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm not it. poo-pooing yeah. it whatsoever. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, you know, we really, really appreciate you guys taking the time out to tell us about the Academy. Tell everybody where they can, if they want to find out more information about it, where they should go. To check out more information about the Post Town Paranormal Academy, please go to neverstopsearching.com slash academy. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much, you. Brian. Thank you. We appreciate everything you do, Beth. Thank Keep doing so the good much. work. Thank we you. so nice to finally get yes. you on the air and meet it. you so much and we always love seeing you guys at the convention yes keep keep it going thank you guys doing the good work thank you
Well, those are two great interviews again. I, I so enjoy doing the live face-to-face interviews at the conferences because you you really, I mean, granted we know Brian, but we didn't know the other girls. Mm-hmm. And I that's the great thing I like about doing interviews at the conventions is we just say, hey, you want to be on the show? And it's so surprising to find out what they actually talk about. Well, I like, you know, these podcasts. They uh, they uh, have a, a good handle on it. So I think they'll be very successful. Yeah. And hopefully, like I said, they'll invite us on the show because we'll have some fun together. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So anyways, thank you all for listening this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned. we got some great shows coming up with some very interesting things. Yeah, great topics. Good uh, listening when you're in the car, you know, maybe on a long summer road trip, if wherever you're going, make sure you take the 222 Paranormal Podcast with you. We have uh, 457,000 episodes, just kidding, <laughs> over 300 episodes for your listening pleasure. And now that you made it this far in the show, we want to give you a little bonus. <gasps> you want to save tons of money on clothing? We're going to save you tons of money on clothing. Go to the website right now. See it? Look at the website. Go to the website. Below the play button, you'll see a button that has Jen's Poshmark page on it. Click on that. It'll take you right to Jen's Poshmark, and you can save tons of money on clothing. Yeah, so I have lots of new summer items in the closet. Really cool new jean jackets. We've got swimwear. We've got house goods. So, you know, make sure you check it out and share it with your friends. And don't forget to go on our website, www.222paranormal.com. Check out some books from our past guests and click on those links. Takes you right to Amazon. If you need to do any shopping, you can just go right through that. And it's a good way to support the show. So thanks, everybody. All right. And now let's leave with some getting by. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Looking for